0: Well hello and welcome to our podcast. Uh, today we're discussing the challenger banks and in particular the uh, spectacular losses that Monzo has accumulated uh, this week and that we have reported on IBS intelligence. Um, my name is Bill Boyle and I'm here with Alex Hamilton and Alex, Monzo, what on earth is going on?
1: Yes, well Monzo, probably the... Uh most recognisable challenger bank name in London uh, if you don't count Revolut um, announced uh, they're a fairly transparent company uh, announced its uh, its quarterly um, report that it has made uh, its annual report rather that it's made overall losses an increase in overall losses from 7.9 million to 33.1 million which is more than quadruple
0: so they're challenging themselves then
1: yes <laughs> they say uh, and I quote our costs increased by 26.9 million uh, in the current year as a result of investment in banking operations with the company becoming a fully operational bank during that time. Um, but it seems like a lot of money for just transitioning to becoming an operational bank.
0: What have they got to... What they transitioned from and into? When they're, not, they're not very old. And no. You would have thought that they would have built the base of the pyramid already.
1: You'd think so. They were initially a, a digital wallet, essentially, so yeah. the same as Revolut. Um, but they've had to build their own... I think a lot of the cost might have come from having to build their own payments platform because mm-hmm. prior to that they were with GPS um, who were based out of the UAE and they they had some issues with payments going down mm-hmm. uh, and then just, I think it happened a number of times specifically to Monzo and they decided to build their own um, payments platform. So that might be some of the cost. Um, there are some other concerning figures in the annual report though um customer deposits because Monzo is obviously trying to become a normal bank and the best way to earn money as a bank is get getting some deposits and getting savings that you can tap into and use to to um, enter the market um, Monzo's customer deposits uh, amounted to 71.2 million pounds which when you spread it out among the bank's 750,000 current accounts only comes to 100 less than 150 pounds per account
0: how does that compare to, first, the other, the big, the big retail banks or the other challenger banks? I, mean, I presume they're so small that comparison is probably impossible.
1: I think the, the difference between well, a lot of the, um, the challenger banks, this is something that uh, Tandem, Tandem Money or Tandem Bank CEO uh, Ricky Knox told me in an interview, was that uh, a lot of the banks went for current accounts first and grabbing that you know, um, fast UI payment system that makes people want to use the card all the time um, without going for where the real money is, which is in savings. And that's why Tandem itself launched straight away with a credit card and a savings so they could get some money off that. Monzo and Starling and Atom and even Revolut now are all shifting towards savings. Monzo has its money pots system. Revolut yeah. has its vault system. Um, so that's how they're trying to get on top of that but uh, another figure for Monzo as well is that 80% of its users don't use Monzo as their primary bank account they don't deposit their salary into it so like, 80% of them aren't using it as their primary card
0: so it's the other card then so yeah. it's the second card, it's the backup card in mm. case something goes wrong or it's the card that you use to, for you know cashless payments but that seems also in in the savings, women I surely they would have thought about that before. It's the strategy seems a slightly flawed then, doesn't it? Because you know people don't save that much. I mean, I've, I've read some some uh, statistics recently that you know not, with still not many people save, mm. and that you know most people have actually only got something like month and a half's money to uh, to uh, stowed away to keep by if anything happens. So therefore, the money really is in that those tiny amounts that people keep between. The beginning of the month and the end of the month, yeah, on a mass, on a on a huge, gigantic basis, which really leaves you questioning whether many of these uh, banks can survive, yeah, or thrive.
1: Yeah. Well, it's the the it's they're entering that stage now where most of them, uh, or a good proportion of them went for explosive growth. Yeah. So they went for get as many users as possible in a short amount of time and then once you've got them, try and bite and hold essentially so then mm. start cross-setting them. But cross selling is notoriously diff- difficult for even the big banks. People generally just ignore anything That's their bank right says. Exactly. So... That that's the problem that they have, where they've sort of gone for that, and they've got all the fancy marketing, they've got all the um, the fancy payments, the UI. But yeah. what attracted people to Monzo and Revolut and Starling is the payment, essentially the payments analytics, the fact that you can break down everything you've bought into region, retailer, that kind of thing. Set up, you know, cool looking stuff on your app. Um, just trying to convince people to. Put in that kind of money when it comes to savings Especially and the, another problem that challenges Face is that lots of people when it comes to Say large scale savings for things Like mortgages or mm-hmm. credit cards They want to go to a big name bank because right. They feel like they can if they go and talk to a man In a suit in a branch they feel like the, That decision has more weight they don't want to ma- Make that decision over an app
0: Isn't it funny though that people will Do will spend thousands on Amazon mm. <laughs> on, on the Card And uh, and yeah, when it comes to you know uh, using using the bank, or the, the challenger bank, they just they just don't use it. But uh, it's, it's very, inter- it's still very interesting. And every almost every strategic point you t- you come to with the challenger banks, there are f- there are f- you know there's a fundamental flaw. Mm.
1: Well, I think it depends on like where where they their niche was originally. I mean, Revolut started off as an FX card. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then transitioned into having. I think it is transitioning into current accounts and banking uh, licenses now. And there's there's a whole load of stuff about Revolut that would take far too long to talk about on this this current episode of the podcast. But um, uh, Monzo CEO Tom Blomfield said that um, last year in September 2017, every active prepaid account they had was costing them £65 a year to run. He says, I quote, we paid third parties to process payments and let users add money to their accounts by topping up from another debit card. The bank now runs entirely on technology we've built from scratch as well as letting us respond quickly to changing customer demands of BlackGuff. It also costs us less. By February 2018, we were able to run a full account for only, in, in quotes, £30. So they halved the cost of their their accounts. Um, but when people are only depositing £150 per account, that's still,
0: you know. It does make you begin to realise the value of the, the massive... Core banking systems and the massive installations the big banks have got, mm. and also the um, the marketing uh, that goes into it. You know, certainly, uh, there's not a week goes by that I don't see a major campaign from one of the big banks, whether it's a television campaign or a radio campaign. Um, and you know, the problem these challenger banks have got is that they maybe they just don't have the scale yet to be able to force their way into people's consciousness. I mean, yeah, a couple of days ago I was just loitering outside the tube station waiting for someone and the guy came across and asked and it was, a, it was one of the banks doing a survey um, and at the end of it uh, or maybe it was a test I don't know but he said you're the only person that, that's known about these most of these challenger banks and even knowing what for example something like open banking is so it does indicate that, that well you know we we know what's going on a lot of the population out there just you know haven't heard of them
1: mm. yeah. Well, that's the, the problem especially with being a, most of them being London based is yeah. that people just don't have any idea and the this is the reason why banks like Metro Bank, which is technically a challenger still, first high street bank for 100 years when it was launched um, is a, attempting a large scale expansion across the UK. I mean, we have already have companies like Virgin Money, which is up in the north around Newcastle, but Metro Bank is aiming to go into Birmingham, Bristol, Manchester, the uh, East Anglia, that kind of area. And because they have they base themselves around a branch network of major big branches in major cities, I think that helps give them a bit more um, consume, consumer mind space. Right, um, and I know that Monzo, to be fair, is going to hit a million customers by around September, October time this year, mm-hmm. which isn't, you know, it's not a small number of users. I mean, Metrobank, like I just mentioned, has 1.3 million, I think, and they've been around for a lot longer. But it's about breaking even on those customers. And that's, I think, I think there's I think you nailed, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's about scalability. It's about when you really have to transition from that flavor of the month to customer loyalty and making sure that people put their money in there for you to start making some money yourselves because you know the venture capital money is only going to last for so long before you need to start producing stuff
0: interesting there's probably a whole discussion about how you do that I mean if you take uh, uh, remember Freddie Lake and Laker Airways then Virgin it, you know any uh, it took Brenton a long time to crack into the airline uh, world with all lot sort of regulation and uh, uh, well regulation regulation mm. but on oh, well Alex, thank you very much. Very interesting. And this is Bill Boyle signing off this podcast and we'll be back very soon.